0: Murder Man
1: Hey guys, just Lawrence from Trader And you're listening to Murder Metal Man Best show on web, stay happy.
2: Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court Able to shatter eardrums within a 666 mile radius A podcast more brutal than all the rest
0: It's Murder Metal Man
2: This is Pete Altieri from the Murder Metal Mayhem podcast, and I'm doing this interview with Lorenz Kandoff, the bassist of the German thrash band Traitor. I've been jamming the hell out of your music lately. I totally dig it, and I really appreciate you taking the time out to talk with me today.
1: Thank you very much, Peter. Thank you for having us at Murder Metal Mayhem. Awesome, man. Well, what's
2: the weather like there in Germany?
1: Dude, it's fucking hot. It's like super fucking hot. We, uh, I, I think you're doing the Fahrenheit thing. You, you don't fuck with the metric system, as I know, in America. So uh, we have something like today, like 31 degrees, should be like 75 Fahrenheit or something. I don't know, yeah. something like that.
2: Yeah, I think, that, uh, I think that that's about where you are. We're about the same temperature here, actually. But for you guys, you know, you're not used to this. So I know. Yeah, you're
1: from Illinois, right?
2: Yes, near yeah, Chicago. Yeah, you're used
1: to some. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, really used to some. But especially, I mean, I live in the south of Germany, in Stuttgart. And uh, it's pretty warm also here. But this year, it's, yeah. I mean, climate change is here and it's getting fucking warm and i live like uh in the uh not in the basement i'm in the upper floor so i'm gonna suffer a little bit more but yeah oh
2: boy yeah that's for sure all right well you guys have a new album out called exile to the surface it just came out it's really fantastic i totally love it um how did you guys end up recording that because a lot of bands nowadays are doing it themselves but did you guys go to an actual studio and do that
1: No, we uh, got to a studio, we got to Kole Keller Studios, which is near Frankfurt. And um, they did stuff like uh, the new Power Wolf, a lot of aborted... Um, Eskimo Callboy, or I think they, they changed the name, but, but a lot of big names also. And Christian Coley has also a YouTube channel just for gear talk for uh music nerd stuff, and it's pretty cool. And uh, this album, we especially uh recorded that with Kai Stalenberg. We did an EP with him before, and this was our first full length production with this guy, and we're super happy with it. He's a nice guy. His studio was great, and he uh, came up with some cool ideas too. So it was a win-win for us. That's
2: awesome. Yeah, it really sounds great. The production is fantastic. And usually, when you're listening to something for the first time, you know that's a big influence on whether you're going to keep listening to it. And it just sounds yeah. great.
1: Yeah, thank you. So we did that right, especially our, our producer. But uh, yeah. actually, you know, when we recorded it, we were, of course, we uh, wrote the songs in the middle of that COVID pandemic uh, and, and something in there between. So we had to uh, like. Replan everything because we couldn't meet each other, and uh, we did uh, gamble a lot of the ideas uh, just with uh, Zoom meetings and uh, wrote down tabs and notes, and we're sending the demos uh, back and bef- uh, before back and front now. Uh, back through and back or something like back and like forth, before, back and forth? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you see, sometimes I'm missing. Um, yeah, and so it, it uh, really developed around pandemic and, and uh, with the internet and we just started recording that stuff like when we allowed to uh, see each other again and then we did of course our own demos but they sound nothing like uh, the end product so uh, that it's a wise thing to go to a good studio so yeah. everybody should uh, do this. So you can of course like uh, record yourself, your stuff like for demos pr- purposes but the competition is high so I, I think it's Worth the penny to invest in your uh, music production.
2: That's a good uh, that's a good point because yeah, a lot of bands you know their recordings are terrible and a lot of people just won't listen to it if it's uh, that bad, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: No. Uh, now, what amazed me, I started looking at you guys on YouTube and I was really surprised. Your drummer, Andreas <laughs> Moser, is also your lead singer, which is definitely really rare in metal. But he looks like he handles it well. But How was that getting used to not having that classic front man that you expect to see in a band?
1: You know, um, I joined the band in 2009, and uh, we had a different drummer in, I think, in 2010 or 11, something like that. And uh, his name was Andy, too, and Andy was just the front guy and uh, the vocalist, but... uh, it wasn't the same, you know, we were just used to that concept with our uh, singer uh, is in the background and he's also drumming. I mean, that's yeah. a confusion cool that every band has. No. So you can uh, stand out a little bit. But I don't know how he does it because, I, I mean, dude, i I think it's it's hard to to uh just walk into a bubble gum at the right? same time and just like that fucking octopus and, and yeah and yeah that's Dr- amazing drummers
2: and- amaze me anyway but then when you throw in vocals at the same time i mean and he's doing fills and some complex stuff he's not just playing you know straightforward beats or anything so no. he's just killing it back there Really impressed with that. So that that's that's really cool. It's something you don't see. I mean, the one band that comes to mind is Exciter, the old course, school band yeah. from Canada. But you just don't see that a lot. So I definitely wanted to ask you about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, like if you were uh, way back in the days, creator, the Ventor guy, he used to sing that too. Or Darkness, maybe know yeah, that. Yeah, Ventor from-
2: sings one song, I think, yeah. doesn't he?
1: He did. Uh, he did that in the past, and uh, maybe I know autopsy. I think autopsy, the deathmart band. They got a singing drummer too, but they are not as much as normal things as a singing drummer so that's a pretty cool feature no and I, I really enjoy that because we get more uh space on the uh, right on the, uh, uh, to to like run around and then fuck shit up so yeah that's more yeah you don't right. have a singer yeah.
2: getting in your way or anything
1: yeah <laughs> but i mean it's confusing if you don't know us and there's a lot like, some fog and all the stuff you can't see and then, like a lot of guys, times we get asked like do you don't have a singer or oh. is it playback or how do you do, oh, do you do I and all see stuff? that and, uh,
2: that's you fine. didn't notice
1: the drummer? It's like
2: that. No. Well, in my old band, we played with a band that had a drummer-singer, and he was real pompous and thought he was all yeah. that. And he had real long white hair. He looked like one of those guys in that band, Nelson. And uh, he, yeah. he turned his drum sideways and had a fan blowing his hair back while he sang. And we were trying to well. not <laughs> laugh at him, you know? And he was pretty decent, but he was just such a jerk. And with the hair Not blowing no and stuff, I was
1: like, really?
2: Come on with this guy. You know? so, Man, yeah. yeah I that's mean, I bad. would
1: be like chilling to have like a van all the time around, but uh, I don't know. That's like a show off. Yeah, yeah. He was really wow. a
2: jerk. So it was nothing cool <laughs> yeah. about it. Now, what I like about you guys, Lorenz, is your sense of humor. Um, You know, so many bands are so super serious 100% of the time, but Anthrax would be the ones that come to mind and thrash with that, you know, funny edge to them. And now when you guys, I was listening to your album in the car and yeah. I was jamming it and then all of a sudden I heard a song and I was like, okay, this is a little different. But it wasn't until the chorus that I realized what I was listening to because you guys metal it the hell up, which is awesome. You somehow managed to make "Careless Whisper" by George Michael an actually pretty cool song.
1: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah uh, we, we, awesome. uh, we, we were just like fucking around because uh, <laughs> on the last album we did a, a cover song of "Blitzkrieg Bop" by the Ramones, and you—that's right. Do- so much with that because it's punk and we just speed it up like three times of the original version in the end and it did a little more freshy. but this time we were like dude let's do a cover song but we make it our own version because if you start like yeah let's cover i don't know like like rain and blood or something right like, how are you gonna you make you that any do, better <laughs> yeah first, first of all yeah you can't make it any better and the. Only thing which you can change is the vocal style because it's nearly perfect with everything. Maybe you put another note in right. there or in between or something, but you can't do your own version, and that's like a little boring for my taste, at least. Yeah. And so we were fucking around and we're like, yeah, "Dude, George Michael, he's fucking great," and we love like the '80s pop shit and all stuff. And if we're touring, we're always listening to shitty music, but we oh don't. We gosh. actually we love. We love George Michael and Wham and all the stuff. I but I hate I hate Last Christmas. Can't can't listen to the song. And I'm always getting in trouble with Andy when we're like arguing about like we can't play that right now. It's like we don't want to listen to that shit. But um, yeah, my main idea was like to focus on your own version with that song and. I think it's a hated or loved song. Maybe you got the sense of humor for that, or maybe you say, "Oh, you can't do that. That's nothing serious in metal and blah blah blah." Right. But um, I think if you don't like it, just skip the song. And we did, in my taste, like a very good uh, version of it and did something own with the song. And I mean, if you don't had, uh, had the uh, lyrics for that, like the song texts, um, it would be an own trader song. And we just like double the vocals. So the, the song is in a whole different key. I think the original is in D. We played it in E and we transferred like that sexy saxophone solo uh, on guitar. And it's a different. Yeah, and it's different if you uh, got got an an air instrument, not a string instrument, you know, like like a saxophone or trumpet or something. It's a whole different uh, game if you play that or trying to imitate that on guitar. And uh, that was the only thing we did with the song, to get that sexy saxophone solo in the end of the solo and just uh, double... Uh, the the vocals with the original and the rest is like our oh, own start.
2: Dude, it was just oh, cool. so perfect. And then I had to send you my version of Careless Whisper. Yeah, yeah,
1: you did that. That, that I did. We <laughs> always end
2: every podcast with a karaoke song, and they're all songs like that the Titanic song, you know, Careless Whisper, you know, the, the, the more sappy kind of, you know, 80s like you said real corny top 40 stuff is just my wheelhouse so i had to send you my version of careless whisper now the way i do my karaoke as you heard is i do my kind of vocals which is kind of a thrash death metal thing with the original music karaoke versions so it's it's meant to clash like that kind of like richard cheese does if you've ever heard his stuff he's singing it lounge style and it's it's uh it's just funny how people perceive and how people make things their own so i i really thought that was great and i'm sure that'll be a thing maybe in the next album you guys do something like that
1: yeah maybe but but i think we, we need something like nobody's gonna like
2: Predict to cover, it. Like,
1: trying to cover like, like that, uh, something new, new uh, unique with that stuff but let's see we're writing new songs right now we just released that album I think this month but we still got some some other uh, song ideas and we're gambling around with that, that stuff and hopefully uh, you don't have to wait like the, this long like the last time for the new album so yeah. I'm pretty stoked about to g- come up with the new stuff and we uh, already got like I don't know six ideas to which are solid but need more work with that, and uh, we see that maybe in two years new album of different stuff. But yeah, that's cool. We well, if you
2: it. do another cover and you need some help on the vocals, I'm I'm here. I can. <laughs> I record. hit you up, man. That'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, actually, right?
1: I, listened, I listened. to your band Low Twelve, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I thought uh, it really reminds me of the uh, Demolition Hammer. Yeah, that's cool. That I have that. Yeah. yeah, I thought yeah. really, really like like a uh, demolition hammeresque, if you want so. Well, what's uh, funny is
2: demolition hammer is from the Bronx in New York, and yeah. that's where I was born. I just moved out here to Illinois when I was an adult, so wow. I I grew up on the East Coast in New York, Connecticut, and so uh, so maybe that's where some of that. I definitely dig some of that New York hardcore stuff. So that that's cool, very cool. Um, now another thing that I like about you guys is that you write about topics that aren't common for thrash bands, like the song "66 Exeter Street," which is cool and about the show the X Files. And you have other ones uh, that you've done. But who writes the the lyrics and the, and the music for you guys?
1: Um, the lyrics are based on Andy. On our drone, he's like that, that guy behind the lyrics and uh, he has like, how can I say, like a special taste for his themes because he just wants to, to write about stuff he likes. And uh, he's a little nerd. He loves Star Trek. He loves uh, playing video games. I was going to say, the one
2: song you got about the video game was cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) So uh, uh, we did also a song with Star which is uh, like a cartoon series for kids, like from 1993, I think. And if you remember that, uh, the old uh, cartoons... Like Lonely Tunes and all, all the stuff, so they were really brutal. And if you're behind that theme in that uh, cartoon, they're always like super dark because uh, Sawdrag is like a purple dragon... Master, of whatnot thing, and he's the collector of nightmares, and they're like like little Smurfs in that uh, cartoon, and they're just super happy guys, and he's just mean to them, but in a real <laughs> brutal way. And if you watch that not with a uh, innocent kid's eyes, it's perfect yeah, it's for a metal messed track, you
2: know? right? Yeah, I and, had to uh, look. I had to look up what that was that Zondrak yeah. because I'm like, what is that? And I googled it, and I'm like, oh, okay, I remember that. You know, yeah, so and cool. I. I'm,
1: I think we did something about Ma- uh, Metroid, the video games, yes. like our Need Deep album, Newcombe All, is about Duke Nukem. We did that Doom stuff, and yeah, sometimes we get uh, different themes, like probably um, if you're going back to Need Deep and the Dead, with that album, there was that some pieces of Pale, and there was uh, about um, the manhunt uh, on ta- in Tanzania, which were, were people killed because they were albinos and they have like it's called that they're, they're like magical and if you eat them you get like some unnatural superpowers and stuff like that okay. and i was like dude that's like fucking sick because it's yeah it was like three or four or five years ago and i was like doing that in the middle ages like what right? The fuck? right and it was stuff like that too but um actually you can uh interpret these these uh lyrics in many different ways we get a lot of like feedback what do you mean with that and that so but just listen to it and you can think for yourself what you want to see and hear in that, but Andy does the vocals and I think he does a pretty good job of that. And to your second questions, like how we uh, come up with new music, it's like old school. We do, we're jamming and uh, and most of the time it's like you got some ideas and send them to the other guys and we're going to meet in the rehearsing room and just going to jam that out. And Sometimes I will write more songs, sometimes Gerd or Matze, so it's just a um, given and taken, you know?
2: Yeah, a team effort, which is really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, one of the things that jumped out at me when I was listening to your album, again, I was driving, so I wasn't, like, looking at stuff. I was just listening. Mm-hmm. And I come up to the song Total Thrash, and I'm like, you know, of course, I'm drawing, you know, whenever I'm listening to a new band, what does this remind me of? And I knew you were from Germany, so I definitely could hear yeah. all the German influence. But but then all of a sudden that song came on and I'm like, wait a minute, that sounds a lot like Tom Angel Ripper. And then when I stopped and I was looking at stuff, I'm like, well, shit, it was him. But yeah, how did that come about? Because that's really cool, man.
1: Dude, Peter, that, that's like the uh, fun story. Um, We wrote the soundtrack for a documentary called Total Thrash, the Titanic Star. And it's a, a documentary about 40 years of German thrash metal from the beginning in the 80s Man, to now. I want and, to see uh, that
2: because that's my favorite kind of thrash is the German thrash. So
1: You, you can also. I, I feel like, like um, I think they got, uh, it's with the licenses on the music, but you also can have this on DVD. And Blu-ray, but it's gonna be uh, also for streaming available. Yeah, and you get English subtitles, so you can understand. Oh, very it. cool! And yeah, we did uh, the soundtrack for the movie, and they were just like on uh, on the whole Germany on their way with a cinema tour with that to presenter movie, and yeah, the director just came. Uh, to me and asked because we are a lot in the movie and uh, I worked with the the guys uh, a long time uh, together and so we just recorded that stuff, asked Tom, he was into it and uh, did an amazing job and I mean, I'm super happy with it because uh, that's like my my wet dreams as a 13, 14 old guy in my life little room like oh i want to be like Sodom or something like that you know Right. and you're right. recording songs with them and that's like super fucking dope uh, that's
2: cool i did an interview with him years ago uh through the yeah. internet through uh email because we didn't have this stuff back then but he was really nice really super cool guy but yeah that was just so so awesome to see the old guy passing the torch to the younger guys and and just the fact that he he did that with you guys I thought was super cool and it sounds great um it's a perfect compliment to what you guys are doing in trader i think yeah. guys are, you, remind me a lot of them um and you know the 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 documentary that you mentioned it's funny cuz that's my was my next question was How did that all come about? Because you don't see a lot of bands doing documentaries. So is somebody in the band the one that shot that? Or were you guys just asked to be part of it from someone else outside the band?
1: Uh, No, we were just asked from the director. His name is Daniel Hoffman. And actually, he's also a, a writer and has his own magazine, which I'm ghostwriting for, too. And uh, I, I'm employed there as a free-rider ghostwriter for, for interviews and interviewing bands and doing some portraits and all stuff. So we in, knew each other from uh, before already. He also does a, a metal festival called Metal Diver Festival, and it's... Um, I don't know the English explanation for that, but it's Münsterland, Sauerland in Germany is like uh, near uh, in the northeast region. And uh, not east west, it's in the N. Northern Northernmost Finland, Falia, like there in that area. And yeah, he uh, just asked us because he started uh, in two thousand nineteen, early two thousand nineteen, with that movie, and we were involved from the first beginning. And more after, after like two or three years, and a while uh, the pandemic was going on and it was nuts everywhere, uh, we, he just kept on working with that, and uh, we we had always contact and just came like five seconds before 12 o'clock or something, five seconds for <laughs> lunchtime and something like that. Hey, dude, you're playing a freshman band. Do you want to record a song? And we're like, yeah, fuck it, we're going to do that. And right. that was the whole story for uh, the movie. And yeah, we just Well, like, yeah, we want to write that stuff. We will feel a feeling on it. And we didn't knew that Tom Andrew Ripper was going to sing there too. And so that was like the cherry on that ice oh, cream. yeah! That. No, that's cool.
2: fantastic, man. That's super cool. Yeah, and we
1: also had uh, the opportunity with my other band Reset. They're from northern Germany, and uh, I don't know if you saw something like that. Uh, there are for they had some supporter packages here you that know, that's like with Trader and Reset. Yeah. And uh, like a little split vinyl or another one. Oh, cool. And uh, we did. There are also a second song for the movie called Alien Noises by Reset and uh, Smear from Destruction does the vocals there, too.
2: Oh, cool. I checked out oh. Reset. I thought they were cool. Definitely a little nice. different with, yeah, yeah. Uh, with them, but, you know, it was it was good stuff. I definitely liked what I heard, so nice. that's awesome. Yeah, we yeah. just
1: released uh, a new AP, New, uh, new World Murders, the name of that, in the end of May this year, so we, we're keeping us busy here over yeah. there. Yeah. So
2: sounds like it sounds like it now i'd like to bass geek out just a little bit because as i said you know before we when we first started talking i told you i used to play bass i know obviously you play bass so i gotta ask you a bass question and i thought uh the first one i wanted to ask you was about your your tone i really liked your tone on this album it cuts which is tough to do with two guitars but you can hear it. It's got a good presence, but what kind of gear just in basic terms, nothing too crazy. We don't want to lose all those guitar players. and drummers out there. <laughs> But, but what kind of gear are you using to
1: create that tone? Lorenz? Uh, I keep it pretty simple. Uh, I've got a, a small pedal board and, uh, I've got uh, a down tuner, therefore down for different tunings in there. But with a uh, trader, especially with this album, if we're talking extra to the surface, it's in standard tuning, so it's four hundred forty hearts. so uh, E E tuning, if you want so. And to cut through, I use uh, an equalizer, ten ten band equalizer, is it? Uh, I've got that dark glass Omega, which is also yeah. Um, you get a free band equal e q in there too, but you have more distortion, and you get the different sound with two different styles in distortion. You can blend them together, which is pretty nice yeah and I just use a normal compressor to compress by my playing, because I play with fingers to to get that more that that uh not super low but more like. Tight attacking sound, you know, like yeah. More like I've sound. always
2: played with my fingers too, and I think it it makes a big difference. And it depends what kind of style you're doing, but with you guys, I could see that finger style playing would would you know make it sound like it sounds.
1: Yeah, but uh, but, but that's it. Actually, uh, I don't use anything more, and the rest is like yeah. In, in the studios, of course, new strings. You, uh, you then you have to like to figure out which sound of that kind of sound of that string sound you want to get and that's right. like super individual. But um, that's it, I play uh, a Sunberg uh, California bass. It's an active bass and yeah, rest is like a little bit of studio magic. And uh, we didn't use like like a lot of, we didn't use any samples, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we did like normal stuff, you know, like just a uh, acute, the music are nice and uh, I think maybe you can hear it better because I try to avoid just doubling the guitar just to to click in with the drummer you know you uh, can
2: hear that I liked picking that stuff out when I was listening back to you guys yeah I I noticed it I know we talked about that hey it's nice to finally get noticed as a bass player in a review (laughs) Because I did a review of you guys, and I picked that out. So that's cool. Well, awesome. Now, when it comes to bass playing, who was it that got you interested in playing? For me, I'm a little older than you. I was Geezer Butler all the way, and Steve Harris, of course, Iron Maiden. But
1: what about you? What,
2: what bass players kind of got you interested?
1: Uh, Cliff Burton, of course. Oh, Metallica yeah. Cliff Burton. Uh, Alex Webster, Campbell Corpse. And she's butler, yeah, I think, yeah, that's cool. It was the finger style, Stalin. I, I'm, um, my dad used to be like an old school hippie, and uh, he introduced me to that kind of music. But I grew up with uh, something like the Doors, Hendrix, Clash, stuff like that. And you got like more that in you know, the psychedelic rock and roll and more jazzy stuff and all stuff. You get more lead bass. You, right. You're not just doing that rhythm. Uh, if you just think about the purple always crazy bass lines in the the doors. always crazy bass lines and I really like that sound and uh, that style of playing to just to not only to get like your kick in the stomach with the low, low ends and all stuff, that's all great, but you have to like to get the rhythm tied with that stuff and throw in some harmonies so so you get more interesting it has to be like suitable for the song of course but I think especially these three basses they do a perfect job and especially if you think of Alex Webster the bass tone is always noticeable in all the mixes and he has a great finger style and yeah that influenced me a lot and
2: that's why I I picked the uh, Alex Webster model of the Spectre bass that I play because I love his tone and it's uh, it's wicked. It doesn't. Yep. I didn't get the one with the blood drip on it because you could get it with it or without it. But uh, but yeah, the bass sounds unbelievably good. And just to tell you a quick story about Cliff Burton because this is going to get you upset because all yep. my young all my younger bands I interview I tell the story, but you especially are going to love this one. But when I was in high school. Ride the Lightning came out, Metallica, and I was just like freaking out. I was like, holy shit, these guys are amazing. And I went to see them, Wasp, and Armored Saint. This was like 1984, and at the time, Wasp was pretty big, so them and Metallica were alternating who headlined each night. Well, I happened to see a night that Metallica headlined It was a blizzard. The weather was really bad. There was 200 people, 200 people in a venue that would hold about 1,000. So it was a pretty good size, but they were were just up and coming at the time. So I literally had my hands on the stage directly in front of Cliff Burton and got to see Anesthesia and all that stuff right there in front of me. The next time they toured, for Master of Puppets, they were in a in a stadium, so they had gotten a lot bigger. And I saw him once then and then it was a few months later when he died in the in the yeah. accident. So I got to see him twice, but that one time with two hundred people at this small venue on Ride the Lightning just absolutely blew my mind. I just never saw a metal bass player play a bass like that. That was really awesome you're a lucky
1: man sir like, well, like you it, I, know. <laughs> I had to tell
2: you that though i know that's gonna push like oh man really I had to rub it in yeah but, yeah but you know us old guys have to occasionally do that okay of Cause, course because you're course. gonna do you're gonna do that, I mean, like like gonna do so that nice someday
1: story about it like just, <laughs> i mean i i saw wasp of course live i saw Almond Saint live i did of course metallica shows but uh I mean, if you've got like that little, I mean, a thousand people are a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, people uh, at a show, and at least 200 are a lot of people. But if you've got that small club shows and like a one and rising, like a new and rising band, and yeah. it's fucking Metallica back in the day, right? it's like super fucking cool,
2: man. <laughs> totally, totally. Now, <laughs> I always ask this question from bands because I have learned about so many great bands this way. What bands are you listening to that our listeners might not know about, whether it's a local band or some band in another country that you heard? I always love this because I've gotten some great, great stuff from this.
1: Um, there's a German death fresh metal band called Helldrifter, and they uh, just released a, a new album or their first real album. Uh, I think lots of damnation and uh I uh, I had an interview with them for for the Metal Striker magazine and they they did a great album Hell Drifter and I think it's a lot oh, of damnation was in there um also what's pretty pretty sick it's a uh, female fronted I, I would say progressive technical death metal band called Viocracy and They've got a new uh, uh, new album out, but what's the name? Echo, maybe Ecophagia or something like that was the name. But they got, I remember one song, it's called Uproot, and that's like super fucking brutal. But that's like for really uh, educated metalheads. Like like you really have to to, uh, to listen to that because it's right. super complex. It's more like for that technical Musicians. stuff like Nile and all stuff. But I, I'm pretty impressed with the musicianship on that album. That's pretty, pretty cool. Um, what did I hear last time? I had a, a little bit of uh, metal stuff in the last time. Like I, I, I listened to uh, a lot to uh, Crash Karma, but that's like more rock and rollish. And um, the new Manta, maybe you heard about Manta. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that new album is pretty cool. Of course, new New Waste album is pretty sick, but maybe bands you not know. Um, yeah, yesterday I played a festival called Schlichtenfest, and they were, got the front. But there, I should uh, listen to, again to got the front, but they are also. Um, the new uh decapitated decapitated were headlining and they did a yeah. killer show and uh the new stuff is also killer. So uh I'm definitely gonna check that album and listen carefully for that. Um uh, that's cool. I
2: got a couple um, of good ones for you. I've
1: been listening Yeah, tell me. I've been listening to some killer
2: bands from Australia and two bands both from Melbourne. One is mm-hmm. called In Malice's Wake, three words, In Malice's Wake. In Malice's Wake. Death Thrash, Death Thrash, really killer. The uh, lead singer and guitarist, he's also their artist, so he paints the oh. covers. He paints the covers, and they're unbelievably cool. And then another band from Australia called Battle Grave, all one word. They just I know Metalcore.
1: I know them. Yeah. yeah,
2: they just came out with a new one. Movie. I just reviewed that one, and it's it's wicked. Nice. It's really good stuff. So, very cool. Well, you know, the tape trading days are over, but we can share bands like this. So, I wanted to share a couple with you.
1: Um, yeah, just uh, check that on Spotify. I'm going to follow them.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, any touring plans coming up, Lorenz? Anything?
1: You guys have uh, yes. been trying to play yes. It? Um, yeah, yesterday we just did a, an open air show that Schlichtenfest. Uh, um, I think next uh, next week actually I'm gonna be in Portugal, but with a different band with Hate Squad playing a couple of shows over there, and we're gonna uh, be headlining Book Punt Open Air, which is in. Eastern Germany are a really nice, super nice location. It's our, our old castle, which you are playing in the castle. And it's oh, like a ruin, cool. And that's super fucking metal. And yeah. uh, I'm really looking forward to this show. Um, we're planning to tour with Sodom in the end of the year. Oh, and there's everything like... With the schedules, we have to figure everything out. And we still got problems with COVID. And you don't know which venue is going to be available and all stuff. And... Um, yeah. Uh, What's next? Coast Rock Festival in September, which is going to be killer. Uh, it's uh, in northern Germany and we're going to be in Stuttgart. We're going to be uh, in, in the south, uh, playing with tractors from India, doing a lot of... Uh, I mean, we, we're not going to be on tour like for the next four or five weeks in a row, but we still got uh, some shows. Big shows and, going on. Yeah, some big shows go, coming on and uh, hopefully uh, we're going to do more and more frequently next year because you still got like that backslash from the corona pandemic. And me because every venue is booked or overbooked, and they still got the old contracts. So you have to ask at least uh, the guys is uh, are you still got the, that uh, gig? opportunity from 2020 so uh, you're going right. to play that in 23 or this year or something so it's a little bit of hustle to get that all done but um we are pretty positive and looking forward for next year awesome. and we're still going to play like 10 or 15 shows this year so that's going to be cool yeah very cool all right now here's
2: one of these questions that you just can't prepare for this Loren. so i'm going to throw mm-hmm. this one at you if you had to pick just one person to die painfully in a traitor mosh pit, who would it be? Justin Bieber, David Draymond, or Fred Durst? To get trampled in a traitor mosh pit. Which of those three, Justin Bieber, David Draymond, or Fred Durst? I don't know,
1: I mean, it's like, I don't want to hate against Justin Bieber, but of course I will pick him. because. I, I don't like his music, but I appreciate. Is it. is I don't know that there's. Listen to it if you like it, but fucking kill him, fucking kill him. That's awesome. So let let's, let's, do it. let's kill Justin. Right. I mean, he, he's sick. I, I think he's also sick. He's got. He's got something going on. I
2: know it's yeah. not a very nice question, but I asked the guys in Schi- <laughs> yeah. I asked the guys at schizophrenia that. Those guys are yeah. wicked, by the way. And one oh, of them
1: they're gonna be with us at Coast Rock Open. Oh, killer. They're gonna uh, they're gonna support us. they we're gonna headline this one this show and uh, I think they're the co headliners. Awesome. So yeah, I interviewed
2: three of those guys and one of them said, Do I have to just pick one? <laughs>
1: uh,
2: and so that's always funny when I get the responses back from the band. So but yeah, not a very nice question. All right, yeah, where, we take
1: it ironically. Like, where that. can our
2: uh, listeners buy some merch from you guys? You got a Bandcamp, uh, right?
1: Uh, we got Bandcamp, but just head over to our website. It's dot bandde and you find everything uh, there, and you also can buy via Amazon or any record store if you know uh, in your in your hometown or something like that. We got all the physical copies. Uh, but if you want to really support us, just go to our website, DE, and you'll find a lot of different stuff: t-shirts, Very vinyl, cool. and I'll, uh, I'll link to all that in the episode
2: there. description. So when you're listening or watching this, go to the episode description. And I'll link to that stuff so you guys can support these guys and buy some merch. Uh anything you'd like to add, Lorenz? It's been a fun conversation with you. Uh
1: thank you very much for having us. Thank you for playing our music. We really appreciate that. And what can I say? kill all the fucking poses and stay fucking metal dudes and be nice to each other and stay hydrated. That's important. Hell nowadays. yeah.
2: Hell yeah. <laughs> well, very cool. I'm going to play the song in its entirety, total thrash. So our mm-hmm. listeners can hear what, uh, what we're talking about here and check you guys out. So as we sign off, um, you know, thanks again, Lorenz for doing this it was a lot of fun here. Murder metal mayhem. And we hope you come back sometime soon. If you guys have something new going on, Uh, I'd love to have you back on. So anytime, you're more than welcome. And thank you for doing this. Thank you, Peter. Thank you.